0: The first episode of the Iron OG's podcast. You guys know who I am, but I'll say one more time for you, kiddies who are just coming up in this world, in the Iron game. I am King Kamali, IFBB professional bodybuilder, and um, retired, that is. That doesn't mean I'm still not one of the best. I still am. I don't give a fuck what anybody else says. But I'm here, and I wanted to do this. A lot of you guys are familiar with me with King's World through Generation Iron. Yes. Okay. I had a great time, and I'm still with Generation Iron, but I wanted to get, um, there's so many people that are coming after me, and they're all saying to me, hey, listen, King, we need more info, we need more of this, we need more of that, just all the stories and all the backgrounds and everything that I went through, and the stuff that you've gone through. Right. Now, a lot of people, again, know who I am, what I've done, but they don't know you. That's right. So... I'm going to give a brief introduction of who Dave is, and then I'm going to let him explain his qualifications and why I chose him as an Iron OG, and an original guru. That's what the OG stands for, original guru. And um, when I moved up here from Virginia, when I got married, I joined New York Sports Club. That was a good gym. 2003 or
1: 2004.
0: 2003. And you had man, that was a good gym. It was. I miss and it a lot. I miss it a lot, too. The, it, was, it was, you know, when you walk into a gym, you just know and it, the atmosphere was there and its high ceilings and you know whatever and they had they went up to 150s right yeah well, it was an old golds yeah it was an old golds so the dumbbells went up to the 150s which was excellent and then I, all i remember is i was there for a week and i just saw this angry guy <laughs> walking around <laughs> very intense now mm. when i say angry even in my phone i have him as angry dave all right and it's not that he's angry it's just he's a really intense guy like he's super super intense and i've had Tremendous amounts of pr- training partners all throughout my life. And he was on top of that list. Just with that voice and the intensity. You know, it, it, not everyone can be a training partner, a good training partner. You need that voice. And then Lee Haney used to say it all the time. Because he used to listen to Rope's voice, Rope Man's voice, and Animal Kingdom. And, and, and it was that voice you needed to hear. And Dave with the intensity. And we went through hell and back in the gym and I'm I'm gonna say this now and I'm and I'm sure that he'll agree. I gave him, you know, I was Yoda and he was Luke Skywalker and I passed all the knowledge down to him. And right now, as of today, year twenty twenty one, he is one of the best personal trainers, one of the best nutrition guys in the entire New York, New Jersey area, without a question. And I wanted to give an aspect of the good and the bad, okay? I'll be the bad guy here. I've always been from the beginning of my career to now, (laughs) all right? I've been the bad guy. I'm going to talk about enhancements. I'm going to talk about steroids. I'm going to talk about SARMs. I'm going to talk about the evil side and the dark side of the sport. Dave is lifetime natural. Never touched it. Doesn't take aspirin. He doesn't do any of that (laughs) stuff, okay? He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He is exactly what I needed to sit on that side of the table and um, to be my antagonist, and uh, we'll be the good and, and the bad here for you guys, all right? So, Dave, why don't you introduce yourself and tell them about your qualifications. What's
1: up, guys? So, my name's Dave Kilari, owner of RPM Nutrition. I've been a personal trainer for now 20, going on 22 years. Got my bachelor's in exercise physiology, uh, NASM, CSCS, uh, Clean Health Institute, Level 1 Nutrition, Precision Nutrition, just been doing this for a long, long time. Friends with some really great researchers in the field. Alan Aragon, you know, follow his research review. Um, lots of clients, tons of clients, hundreds of clients. Done some show prep with a couple people here and there. Um, just in it. It's been in my life since I got out of high school. 42 now, so, you know, it's been more than half my life has been in the fitness industry. Been killing and, it. And The whole life. When I met King, it was just... That was really in the beginning. I'd only been training for you know, four or five years as a career, and I knew who he was, and I approached him in the gym, and then everything since then has just kind of been 15, 15 16, 17 years of being friends. Yeah, many, it's many, crazy. many years,
0: over 15 years of friendship, and, uh, and um, just rocking and rolling, never quitting. And we're both lucky enough and blessed enough to never have really gotten injured. I didn't you know, once. Well, yeah, but you're still <laughs> not
1: kicking. lifting, and it didn't. It just sidelined me for a little bit. We
0: all have had sidelines. I'm talking mm-hmm. about injury injuries. I'm talking about crippling, paralyzing, can't do shit injuries. No, and that that again, a lot of it has to do with knowledge, which we're gonna bestow upon all you guys. All right. So, what's the Iron OGs podcast? What's it gonna be? How's it gonna be different from somebody else? How's it gonna be different from uh, Palumbo, who I respect and I like very much? or from uh, the other guys who are doing all their podcasts. What? It, um, the main word here is experience and the stories, what I've went through, what I've seen, uh, who, I've, who I've hung out with, the battles, the this, the that, the good, the bad. And also, we're not just going to talk about health and fitness and bodybuilding. Right. It's going to be about everything, your relationships, girlfriends, wives, problems, this, the jobs, you know, everything that has to do with life, okay? How to make yourself a better person? I've uh, I always tell people um, I'm 48, but I'm going on 65. i right, <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been there and done that a several times. You know, I've gone through hell and back, and uh, fortunately for me, you know, I take after my uh, my father and my mother, and I just keep getting better. <laughs> you know, I keep getting better and stronger and and wiser and all that stuff. So, you know, we'll be talking a lot about health and fitness general life, and all that stuff, and absolutely, absolutely, this is something that we're going to you know, keep repeating over and over again, um, questions, I know you guys love that, I know that from Kingsworld, from Generation Iron, you guys love it when I used to answer questions, and we're going to answer a ton of questions, okay, and I've said this once, and i said it again, if I don't know the answer to your question when you send it to us, I know people who can answer it. I'm very good friends with Milo Sarchev. I'm very good friends with Chad Nichols. I'm very good friends with lots of top doctors all across the world throughout all my travels. And Dave himself knows a lot of people, a lot of it, a lot of professionals, a lot of serious, serious guys in the business. And we can get the answers, and that's what we want to give you guys, you know, the right path. And as always, Dave, you know this about me. Mm-hmm. I don't hold back. I don't care if I hurt your feelings. I don't care if you don't like me. As a matter of fact, I I crave that shit. Hate me. I love the haters. They just give me more fuel.
1: Just leave a like if you hate them anyway. Yeah, just give me a Yeah, <laughs> give us a like. if Even if you hate
0: me, give me a like. All right, so what are we going to do for episode one of this podcast? We're just going to do a general overview of what the fuck is going on in the bodybuilding world, yep. okay? I, it's a good start before we really get into the meat of all the other things and all the stories and all that. So... I made a list of few things that we can talk about, Dave. And yep. as a matter of fact, I haven't even said anything to him yet because my whole thing is, is that I want this to be spontaneous. I want, I want Dave to give me his honest reactions and stuff. So there's certain things that he's going to talk about that I don't know, and there's certain things that I'm going to say that he doesn't know yet. So we're going to go from there. So, Dave, number one, Big Ramy. Big Ramy. Big, Big Ramy, new Mr. Olympia. What are your thoughts as coming from your side of the town? What do you think about Big Ramy?
1: So it's nice to hear – all His supporters, you can say rewarded, or it's nice to hear them finally shut up because it's always <laughs> Rammy, this Rammy, that he's coming for you, you know, he's going to be the next guy, and he's, he's got the size, right? But it was always he never came in condition, and we know that's what wins shows. Look at Ronnie, Ronnie came in. Changed it with size, but his mm. conditioning was out of this world, is what made him untouchable for eight years. Do you think Rammy is untouchable? No, not even uh, remotely. Okay,
0: so you think that he's the Olympia coming up. He is not one of those people where you say, Well, hey, you know, Phil Heath's gonna win it again, and then you know, it's not one of those
1: shots. Oh, he's he's just put himself in the top four. F- He's still always been in, in the conversation for, say, top five, six. Okay. All now, right. maybe he's pushed himself to top three. Okay. Consistently. If he can continue to show up and make the improvements that he needs to make.
0: Okay. So, I, I agree with everything you said. I think that he, um, he's not going to be the dominating Mr. Olympia that everyone uh, in the past, like Ronnie was.
1: I don't know if anybody currently is. I think, here's what I think. There's so, right, so many coaches, so many approaches. Mm. Someone comes in, they're not happy with how they look. And chances are they overhaul everything instead of maybe working five to 10% harder. Mm -hmm. Maybe they like, Oh no, I got to tear this whole thing down. Okay. So going back to that is
0: a, an an excellent point you just made right there. It's about working harder, which in bodybuilding equals suffering. The kids nowadays don't suffer. I've said this many times before. And since this is episode one, I'm going to say it again. You know, when, you're two weeks out or when I was two weeks out. And a lot of the things I'm going to say is from my own personal experience. So you guys can't come back and say, well, that's not true, this and that. Well, it, it, it's, it, yes, it is true because I'm talking about myself. You're supposed to, your eyes roll back in your head. You can't even talk to me. When I used to come, I used to say to Dave, just answer my questions. Anybody ask me something. And Dave used to just, like somebody say something to me, Dave would answer my questions for me. That's how fucked up you are the last two weeks if you're in that death conditioning. Now, Rami, the best thing he could have done, is Chad Nichols the god of gurus? Is Chad Nichols, did he have some magic, this and that? No. What Chad did is made him suffer. That's it. That's the bottom line. Dennis James was there for support, to train, and to help but what was that for? It was to help him through the suffering. Two hours of cardio. I guarantee you, Rami was never doing two hours of cardio. When you work with Chad Nichols, you are paying your dues, man. All of these so-called gurus, which we'll start talking about in next episode, in episodes to come. I got a lot to say about all these gurus. They all got their shit from Chad Nichols, okay? To me personally... The original guru will always be Amin Ali. Amin was the, my, the guy who showed me and taught me the science of bodybuilding. But it was Chad who took me from here to the pro ranks, right? It's about suffering. And if Rami continues, Dave, to suffer, he's going to improve. Yes. And then he will be very hard to beat. He'll be very hard to beat. But yes, you're right. It does come down to the conditioning factor with Rami.
1: I mean, look at Brandon Curry last year. He came in great, showed right. up. But he didn't maintain it. Rami came and just took it right from him.
0: Yeah. And, and I, would, I would actually say that with, with – we'll get into Brandon later. right? So, <laughs> we'll get into Brandon later. All right. So, big Rami, Olympia. And since we're talking about the Olympia, it's moving to Orlando, Florida. Now, we're all in the mix of this whole COVID nonsense. And it's coming to the end. I really believe it's coming to an end. Yeah. Once everybody gets vaccinated, we'll be good to go. But – it just doesn't seem like it's the Mr. Olympia, man. Well, it seems now... <laughs> it just it, Because Vegas is so embedded in my heart, you know? They're going to
1: give out Mickey Mouse ears to everyone who shows up to watch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know about that. But, you know, it's I understand the whole thing with Florida and being open and all that stuff. But, you know, it's I, for me, the nostalgia is gone, you know? It was all about Vegas and flying into the desert and seeing the... Seeing the hotels and going down and, I mean, it, it, and the Mandalay Bay and all that, sh- the, the, the spark and the liveliness of, of Las Vegas. I personally miss it. And I hope to God that once this COVID thing is done, you know, they can take it back to Vegas. Yeah, but, but
1: is, is Florida now, is that just for this year? Or is that permanent going on? Not forward? sure.
0: You know what? It's a, that's a good question. But I
1: think at this point, the world is how it is. If they need to change venues in order for some of like everyone's got to start making money. So if we move it once just to get things going and have the next contest, right? Fine, move it back to Vegas next year. Because I agree with you, like Somewhat. the show doesn't necessarily change, but the whole vibe. I remember when they started it in Vegas, and it was like this is the thing.
0: Yeah. Well, a- a- again, you you have to go back to the glitz and stuff. You know, I was blessed enough to step on the Mister Olympia stage on on the, on the Mister Olympia stage at a time, Dave, where it was. I believe in my heart, bodybuilding was peaking. Yeah. I was competing against, you know, Hall of Famers, legends, okay? And it just made me want to be a better bodybuilder, just standing next to those um, amazing athletes. But to me, the nostalgia, man, I, they, they got to they take it back to Vegas. As a matter of fact, you just brought up a good point. I'm going to text Dan Sullivan, and I know Dan. Dan's a good friend of mine, and mm-hmm. we'll see what he says and what the plans are for, um, for the future. But, yeah, you going to go? To Florida? To Orlando for the oh. Olympia. Can't do it? No. I, I think I want to go this year, man. <laughs> I haven't been there. I haven't been to the Olympia in a few years. And I got a lot of people who contact me all the time. I got I got a lot of friends down there too who um who want me to come down. So I think I'm gonna go down, man. Orlando. Olympia. All right, so another big news. The Arnold Classic is being moved to September. Yep. It's been the first weekend of March for Ever. Since, since it was instituted, since day one of the Arnold Classic, it's been in Columbus, Ohio, in the first weekend of March. COVID. Once again, screwing the fucking COVID, everything. screwing everything up. But one month before the, excuse me, two weeks before the Mr. Olympia, they're holding the Arnold Classic. Personally, I think that's a big mistake. I think that is the wrong thing to do. Uh, you're trying to peak for the Mr. Olympia. It is incredibly difficult at that level to peak twice and to do it in two weeks back-to-back. I don't know what the Lorimers are thinking. I have a feeling that Arnold doesn't have a, hasn't had a say in this yet. I don't know what's going on. I know who to call, and I will make that call to find out what's going on. But um, what do you think, man, Arnold?
1: Well, we could call in it... In Florida? We could call it... In September. It, we could call it the Mr. T- three Weeks Out Classic instead of the Arnold Classic. Because you're right. <laughs> Most guys, if you're gunning for it, classic. you're probably going to want to peak for the Olympia. And even guys who happen... Even if you come in shape for the Arnold, right, it's going to be near impossible to hold that exact condition for another two weeks. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly difficult. Um, it's incredibly difficult. Now, the... Other side of that coin is any of the guys who are going to be in the Olympia who don't have a chance. Right. Right. Now, this just pushes off how much time they have to get ready for the Arnold. Mm. So, for the middle of the pack guys, this is probably not terrible. For anyone towards the top who's looking to maybe could maybe take either one,
0: eh. I mean, the the paycheck is there. Yeah. So, you're going to get some of the bigger names who want to go in there. But, like you mentioned a little bit earlier, we're not living in a. You don't have top ten Hall of Famers going up against each other. It's a uh, it's a different world. It's a different sport. It's a different time right now. But um, you know, again, man, I don't I don't know I don't I don't like the idea. You know, for me, again, it's the nostalgic nostalgic aspect. It's the Arnold Classic should be at least six months away from the Olympia. I have it sh- a it should be
1: after this year, you have to systematically move it back. It's like this year is September next year, what is it, June? And then they slowly get it back to March. You know what I mean? Like, where does this go going forward?
0: Yeah. this It can't stay like this. It can't stay like this. Again, you know, I, I get it. I get the whole Florida aspect of it, but no. Nah, nah. It's like it,
1: it, when they would do all the, what are they called, the European Grand Prix? Oh, after. missed those days. Yeah, after yeah, the Olympia? Yeah. Like, it was cool. Everyone was out doing their thing, but it was like, those titles, did they really mean anything? <sighs> you know what, man? It was more picking
0: up as much money as you can possibly pick up sure. and you're in shape, why not? Plus the Europeans fans wanted to see It was, more, yeah. it was a lot had to do with the fans too. And you know, the Euro European Grand Prix tour was amazing. It was, it was it was I mean, for me coming up and seeing all the magazines and we didn't have an internet back then. The we got to see everything through the magazines. Uh, I was just as excited to see what would happen to the European Grand Prix because, you know, you had one week Kevin would win it, then one week where Paul would win it, one right. week where Flex would win it. That's how it was. Which goes you,
1: to show you at that level, we're going week to week to week, day by day, whatever it is. Arnold, Olympia, like, it's completely up for grabs. It is.
0: It is. And I, I, I hope that they know what they're doing, but it doesn't look like they do. I am totally disagree with this Arnold being in, um, in September. All right, so let's talk about Phil Heath. Um, third place, Mr. Olympia this year. Mm-hmm. He still was Phil Heath. He wasn't his – um three super three he was still three d but he wasn't his super three d He does have those abdominal issues still there, but in my eyes, he's still dominant man okay, and he's still he's still a major, major factor um I'm just not sure with all that mesh that's right. in there right now that it's a smart thing, maybe health wise should start thinking about doing something else but physique wise he's still there he can still how old old is phil now phil is in his upper 30s i
1: think okay yeah i have a feeling is he still good yes is he the one of the better ambassadors that we've had for the sport not really you don't think so not particularly
0: see a lot of people have that i kind of understand where phil comes from You know, you got to have really super thick skin when it comes to this. Yes. You know, there's not a lot of people have that, and they, they, you know, you say one negative thing about them, and they fucking go crazy. I learned very beginning that the more negative things people say about you, the better you are because they're worried about you. Yeah, you're doing it. And I got that, you know, and, and that's something that nobody could understand. And they kept coming at me and kept coming at me and coming at me, and I just kept saying, thank you. Come on. Give me more fuel. You were there. Yeah. You would, in. you would come You would. You it. would come into the gym. and be like, yo, yo. Did you see what they, they said about you on uh, GetBig.com? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I saw it, man. We're about to have the best leg workout of our lives. Yep. You know, so I get off on that shit. I get I, when I, when I hear negative stuff, it just makes me better. But um, he should maybe take a page out of Dexter's book. But see, but Dexter is a completely different animal. Dexter,
1: if you say anything negative to him, he'll never speak to you again. <laughs> well, I just mean like, so Dex is Dex- older, right? Dexter will cut you out immediately. But Dex, Dex is. Dex's his his thing has always been his conditioning, right? Yeah. He's never played the size game. Maybe 5, 6 pounds, right? He's always been like 230, 232 around there. Yeah.
0: yeah, he Dexter will always be, you know, the the most one of the most consistent him and Lebrada the one of the two of the most consistent
1: bodybuilders when it comes to conditioning. But um if Phil pulls it in, right? Tapers down a little bit, plays more Dexter's game, right? Maybe he's got more more in the tank.
0: Nah. Because he'll lose the 3D. Possibly. He yeah. will lose the 3D. Because I know for a fact, just from personal experience, that you can't have a look and then start going lighter. Dexter was a different story. He didn't go lighter, he, just tried, he started training differently. Right. You know? Um, you're also talking about Dexter. He's a very, very, very rare breed of bodybuilder. You know? You, he's one in a, one in a billion the, to do what he did at the age of 50 plus. Yeah. It's unfucking believable But, um, yeah, you know, Phil, he's got to make some decisions. And let's not forget, let's not forget the X factor when it comes to Phil. Athleticon. If The Rock picks up his phone and calls Phil and says, I'll, million dollars, come do my show. You think Phil's going to say no?
1: He'd be an idiot to do it. Oh, he'll not do it. Not to say no.
0: He'll do it. So will Kai. Phil's got nothing left to prove, though. Of course right? not. No.
1: Like, he doesn't need to, like you said, for health reasons, does he need to be doing this? Does he need to be putting himself out there again? No. He should look into doing something like that with The Rock. Like, do whatever the next phase think, of his career is.
0: I think the athleticon thing is, is, is a major factor in what uh, Phil, Phil wants to do with his life and his future. Excuse me, and his career. But we'll see about that. Phil. Um, and Kai, speaking of Kai. Is he coming back? He's still big. You know, Kai is Kai. Kai is living in Kai world. You know that. I've known Kai for many years. I like Kai. But he's, he's a weirdo. All right? Very much And so. I'm not saying weirdo in a bad way. It's just that he's got his own thing and he's got his own style. You know, I'm weird in my own certain quirky way, too, when I do certain things. But Kai lives in his own world and he does his own thing. Could he come back and be dangerous? Absolutely. Absolutely could come back. But... What are his priorities right now? Where is his heart right now? What the hell does he want to do? Does he want to do this? Does he want to go back? Because I know he went to Bollywood in India and he was making some movies there and making money, and he's extremely, extremely popular. If not one of the, if not the most popular bodybuilder right now. Um, I, again, I go back to Athleticon.
1: Well he was in uh, you know, if,
0: if The Rock sits there and says, Hey, I want the Olympia competitors, but the Olympia guys say, Hey, no, 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 we want to stick to the Olympia, then there are the X factors, which is would be the Kai's and the Phil's, even maybe even the Cedric McMillan's and you know, there, there's a bunch of names in there that would go to Athleticon, you know, and see what's going on. Because Rock's got that type that
1: type of pull. Well, it would make sense too, because Kai was in Stranger Things season two a couple of years ago. Right. And I thought, I was like, Oh, I know that guy. Right. You get a taste, right? I feel like yeah, he probably wants to start doing other. I get things.
0: it, but you have to also understand with Hollywood, it's it's a billion to one shot. I'm not
1: saying that he's billion
0: to one shot uh, to make it. You I'm know, not what saying, saying he's
1: going to be the next super action star, <laughs> but I mean, you know, people do want to see him probably in certain certain roles. He's
0: he's he's definitely got got a look that he could be in certain niche roles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, it, yeah, it could happen for him, but. You know, I would like to see him. Personally, I want to see I would like to see Kai back on stage one more time. And him and Phil one more time. You know, because he never beat Phil.
1: That would be So good. that would
0: be, you know, that will be he would never be Phil at the Olympia, I should say. And that be, that'll be that be something that's amazing to watch. Um, all right. Sean Roden. With his legal problems and what, what he went through and what's going on and this and that. Um, should should Sean come back? Can he come back? Can he be viable? Can he stand next to these guys after taking a couple of years off? Because you know, and I'll say this from experience, and you know this too. When you take a year off, you know, which goes back to the, the Kevin LaVroni thing. Everyone kept saying, Look, he's coming back. He's squatting eight places. And I, I just sat back with this look on my face, <laughs> and I said, The legs won't come back. Uh, it, it, folks, listen, I'll say it. If you don't believe me, you go try it yourselves, <laughs> okay? You can't bring the legs back. Once you stop, once you stop and you let it go, your upper body has a good chance of coming back. Maybe not to the incredible fullness as before, but it'll come back. Your wheels won't come back. That's just how the body works. And Kevin is proof example. He's one of my favorite bodybuilders. I mean for fuck's sakes. That's all. It was all Kevin on my locker in high school in my walls in the gym. It was Kevin Kevin. I was, I was his, one of his biggest fans, and it was the biggest honor in the world to actually step on the Olympia stage in 2002 to compete against him. But it's can Sean do it? Can he come back? Listen, when he won the Olympia, I was very, you know, I was happy for him. Mm-hmm. Did you think
1: he deserved it? Was it? I don't think it was clear cut, no. Okay. Most of these things aren't, but I was like, I don't see it.
0: The Olympia, the year that Sean won, taught everyone a lesson that should be taken in seriously. Bodybuilding, the most important body part or section on a human being is the midsection. Phil was bigger, Phil was harder. Phil was, was more muscular. Phil was 3D. Phil had everything. He had the hams. He had the glutes. He lost the Olympia because of his midsection. Now, when you say that to the layperson, they sit there and say, well, that makes no sense. Everyone, they all got abs. Yeah. But it makes perfect sense because every pose, I think Weinberger said it best, at, in every pose, your eyes go to the midsection. Try standing on stage. Okay? Flex everything except your midsection and then people will just laugh at you. They're like what the fuck is this guy doing? He looks terrible. Midsection is everything. Um did I think that he deserved it that year? I'm with you. It was very close. Yeah. I would have given it to Phil personally. Sean looked fantastic. He um, it was, you know, all the the credit in the world to him. For beating Phil that year, but I still personally, when you break down bodybuilding pose for pose and all that stuff, conditioning, muscularity, symmetry, I still think Phil should have taken it. But can he come back? You know what? I want to see him come back. It should be interesting. And I'm sure right now, the promoters, you know, they're, all, they're on the telephone and they're calling him up and uh, they have him come back because he doesn't need to qualify. You know, you win the you win the Mr. Olympia title. You can go back. And Lee Haney can go right there if he wants to compete right now. Anybody, any ex olympia Samir Banu could get up on stage
1: right now if he wanted to. He should probably give it a shot. I mean, why not? He's not. It's hasn't been that long. He's not that far removed from it. Like in Kevin's case, right? What was Kevin's two biggest problems? One, he's just older, right? And two, he's going up against old Kevin LeBron. right? That's almost impossible, right? Yeah, Sean. Say so what, Sean? Won? That's probably not the best we have seen him, nor will see him. Right. You know he he could he could still have something to prove. He's not fighting. He's not fighting the perfect the perfect presentation at this point. If he were to come back. Yeah, I I
0: I think it it would be interesting. That's the word that that I'm looking for. It'd be interesting to have him come back. All right, Sean. All right, now Flex Lewis. He had a shoulder injury, I believe, right? I
1: think so. Yeah,
0: shoulder injury. There was some.
1: Did he actually say it? I remember I saw his Instagram. He there was, just there talk, was some in, let's just talking th- about his injury, but not saying what it is. As if that's. Let's just
0: say there were some physical things that he did to take care mm-hmm. of. Okay, in, in, in personal, physical, whatever you want to call it. Um, personally, I want to see. The, I think the battle that a lot of people want to see is a rematch of Flex Lewis against Hadi Chupan. Yep. Flex has beaten him, and. Hottie, uh, listen, two completely different body types.
1: Oh, my God, yeah. Two
0: completely. One East Coast, one West Coast. I mean, it's completely different body types. Both are freaks. Flex Lewis not having to make weight. Because we already seen what Hottie looks like not having to make weight. Yeah. Nice and full and mm-hmm. big and all that stuff, right? I want to see Flex not having to make weight to step in that open division. Now, here's where it gets interesting. When you go pose for pose, it's very, very close, except for one thing, flex Lewis from the back. And Dave, how many times, all the stuff that we've said and we talked about, where do you win it from? From the back. From the back. You win competitions when it's that close, when it's that hardcore, when it's that elite level body physiques, you win it from the back. And that back double bicep shot just absolutely – murders, murders most bodybuilders that stand next to Flex Lewis. That is the battle that I want to see. I want to mm-hmm. see Flex Lewis against Hadi chupan what, what do you think? Th-
1: what do you think Flex comes in at, though? 220? 225? 225.
0: Anywhere between 222 to 225. Because anything more than that, and he'll get blocky. He'll get a blocky yep. look. You don't want that. Um, yeah, anywhere between 220 to 225, 222 to 225, and he will be, he will, he will look insane. If he brings that crispy back condition, you know yes. his legendary glutes and uh, and uh, the feathers and the cross striations that go across his uh, middle and upper back, that's the one I want to see. Um, do you think Flex Lewis is the best smaller Mr. Olympia champion of all time?
1: Mm. You know,
0: because you had the Franco Columbos and you had the like. I mean, all right. Let me ask you this: Sean Ray at one hundred percent, Flex Lewis hundred percent. Who wins? I want
1: Yeah, I want to actually say Flex only because I think he carries more overall size. See, th- those are the battles that I wish we could have seen. You yeah. know what I'm saying?
0: I would have seen. Even though I think Sean's a dick, I still <laughs> think that, you know, he was one of the best bodybuilders ever. He was
1: super consistent yeah. forever. Yeah, another
0: guy that I would have seen. I would have loved to see uh, uh, Sean Ray 100% go against Flex Lewis 100%. That's another amazing yeah. battle. And um, yeah, that would have been a good one. Um, all right. Last thing with our spin around the bodybuilding world, Roly People's Champion. I love Roly yeah. You love Roly I, I know him. Uh, every time I see him, he's got the million dollar smile. He's always, always very courteous and hello, mis- Hello King, hello, Mr. Kamali. You know, he's the, the sweetest guy in the world. Freak, an absolute freak. People don't know Roly's five seven.
1: Yeah, you know, he, he's
0: not. He's not a tall guy. He's no. five foot seven, but with all, carrying all that muscle. Um, I think the, from what I understand that he just couldn't, it was a visa issue or COVID. It was yeah. either COVID or visa issue that he couldn't make it here for the Olympia, which was a crying shame cause he was in, sh- he was in shape. Do you think Roley can ever be a contender to win the Mr. Olympia title?
1: I don't, I don't think so, but someone like Roley,
0: why? What's the first thing that pops in your head when you, th- when you say that?
1: He's more an amalgamation of impressive body parts mm. than an impressive overall physique.
0: Mm. I agree with that. Okay.
1: Like his arms are ridiculous, but like uh, I just – I don't necessarily know how it all ties it's together. Almost like,
0: it's almost like if Big Rammy had a big fat waist, then you <laughs> yeah. would say the same thing about Big Rammy. Yeah. You know? Um, Marcus Rule will be something like that, right? Yep. A taller Roly will be Marcus Rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, just freaky body parts thrown together. Yeah, you're just like, on oh, a huge, what am I looking at? Yeah, on, on like a Godzilla from fucking uh, <laughs> Germany. Marcus, I love you too. He's another good friend yeah. of mine. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm with you on that one. You know, But with the roster that's there right now, with the guys that are there now, yeah. and the guys that have left, like if Phil Dexter's gone, you know, yeah um i don't we don't know what phil's gonna do kai says you know with with those big names out roley does have a there is a chance if you
1: take a lot of the more aesthetic x-factor guys out his chances improve yeah if everyone's more freak factor right his chances improve but like you said he's always he's always affable he's always like hey i was i he strikes me as the kind of guy who's just loves what he does and is happy to be there if he never won I don't know if he would care. He's just. I. He it seems like he just loves the compete. I, I think. I think
0: a great sideshow competition would be <laughs> Branch Warren against Rolly Winkler oh in a who's the freakiest, most muscular, <laughs> abnormal human being contest. You know, just have them hit a whole bunch of most muscular standing next to each other. Right. That would be a great fucking battle to watch. Uh, I like both their physiques, just overpowering, just crazy freaky physiques. Um, yeah, Rolly, God bless you, man. Come back. We missed you, man. Uh, sorry for what happened to him. All right. So that's a little spin around the bodybuilding world, Dave. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into more. I wanted to keep it fun this time. You know, there's a controversy. I know they like to hear controversy. I know that shit, everyone but likes it. everyone loves that shit, especially coming from me, but we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it there. that was a little spin around the bodybuilding world. Um, now we're going to add some weekly things. Yep. So let's describe, let's, let's tell them what we're going to do weekly. All right. So one of the things that we're going to do weekly is going to be called the jackass of the week. You know I had to do it. Mm-hmm. You know me, Dave. Yep. I had to do it. There's certain things that I see on a daily basis. Now, it doesn't ju- necessarily have to be in the bodybuilding world. It doesn't have to be, it's, it's all of life. Things that I see on the internet, things that I see on Instagram, social media, or at the gym, or at the supermarket, or wherever the fuck I'm at. There, people get under my skin, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> and, I have to, and I have to unleash. So this is my outlet, and I, got, I can unleash you. So we'll do the jackass of the week. We're also going to do the opposite side of the spectrum. We're going to do the rock star of the week, someone who inspired you, inspired me, mm-hmm. uh, made us a better person, made us smarter, made us stronger, made us just made us better. We'll do that too. And then the most important, the fun part, the questions from the fans. Yes. Okay? That was always the most popular thing when I did King's World. People asking me questions because they knew I was going to tell them the truth. Yeah. All right? And as I said earlier, if I don't have the answer, Dave doesn't have the answer. We know people. And next episode, we'll get the right answers, and we'll get back to you guys. Um, all right. So let's do Jackass of the Week. My Jackass of, <laughs> <laughs> my, my Jackass of the Week and this is something that's been getting under my skin a lot, are these Karens. And you guys know exactly what I'm talking about when I say Karens. These Karens at the gym with the constant, nonstop, every day in your face, pull your mask up, pull your I, – I, Dave, I can't. I can't anymore, man. I can't do it. You know – I understand, and I've been the one person who've agreed with Dr. fauci and I all this the, the CDC and all that stuff. yes, this is a horrible fucked up uh, absolutely disgusting disease, and it's legit, but I also know because I know a lot of doctors and I speak to a lot of very, very smart people in this world. this is a disease that really crushed sick people people with Problems, cancer, obesity, whatever it was, uh, leukemia, anything that you had wrong with you, it just absolutely brutalized those people. That's why kids aren't getting sick. That's why healthy people are not getting sick. I, I, I think honestly, I had it at the very beginning for two days, and it went away. Yeah, you know, I honestly think I had it, and 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 it went away, and I've tested negatives ever since then. But um. Seriously though, you know if you're one of these people, you you gotta stop. Yes, we're training, and you know when I have 405 and I'm going up and down for 12 reps and I rack it, I need to fucking breathe. And and the when the mask comes down a little bit under the, you know, put your put your mask back on, sir. I was like, oh,
1: I can't do it. Are you getting that shit at your gym? Not to dis- besmirch anybody's feelings on the disease and being safe and all this stuff, but. The fact remains is if you're in a place and you don't feel comfortable or safe, no one's forcing you to be there. Right. Like I we at my gym, everyone's really good. Everybody's really good. So I don't. I've seen it, but we don't really get it. By me. But no one's. Well, tell forcing them. Tell them where you work out. T- tell them the you gym. Need. The gym over in Englewood. Okay. And so the
0: gym. It's yep. called the gym yep. in Englewood, New Jersey. Yep. Okay.
1: All right. And, and nobody. Everyone everyone wears their masks. Everyone's got their, their spray bottle with their towel. All the cardio pieces are roped off. It's every other. Everyone's been great. Only once was I training a client, and we had a woman who was at least two or three machines away from us, Right. and she looks at us, and she goes, do you guys moving over to the next cable rack? Because it was open. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her, and I had a myriad of things going through my brain of what I wanted to say, <laughs> but we just politely walked over. So my client agreed with me and said if you don't feel comfortable then don't be here yeah and 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 i love the fact that
0: the the cdc came out with the report just two days ago saying that gyms are very you're not getting sick from the gym no and, and the people that are going to the gyms are not getting sick no. you know so that just proves another thing right there again but um yeah you you, you karen's out there you gotta fucking stop seriously you gotta fucking stop with the mask thing, uh, pulling it up. And you know, I have my limits, Dave. I got limits. And uh, pretty I, soon I,
1: this will all be over. I don't
0: want to go past that line, man. And
1: Karen can <laughs> go back to bothering the manager. Yeah, it, the it, the pr- <laughs> and the thing is, and, and,
0: and <laughs> let me tell you something. And the thing is, is that before these Karens had could had nothing to complain about other than maybe we may make a little bit of noise, and they'll go up front. And they're like, that they he makes too much noise, and I would get the manager or somebody come to me and saying. Just don't grunt too much around that lady. She's stupid or something like that. <laughs> All right. But now they have this. They think they got this power now, you know. And they'll come to you and say it again. Please, jackass of the week, you Karens out there with the masks, cut it out. All right. So rock star of the week. Anybody?
1: Anybody? Uh, uh, show you something good. Made you feel like a better person this week. Actually, my friend Alan. For anyone who doesn't know, Alan Aragon is a scientist researcher in the nutritional world. He's out in California. <clears throat> he's, Aaron Aragon. Yep. Okay. He's worked with Rick Fox from the Lakers. He's worked with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nice. Um, he's a guy. He's a guy. And he just put out his uh protein ebook this week. He sent me a link to download it for free since we're we're buddies. So I want to check that out. And uh I just I have no business being friends with this guy right. based on everything he's done in the industry right. but I'm I, I, I am and, and I'm, I'm real proud that. give he him a shout out again give him a shout out again Alan Aragon uh, you can find him on Twitter and Instagram at the Um, he's got a great research review for any of you guys out there who try to stay on top of all the latest stuff and he just put out his ebook based uh, it's all about protein requirements digestion you know brands you should look into all that stuff. He's he's great, and he's really taught me a lot in the last couple of years I've I've known him. Okay, great. My rock star of the week, Mr. Dexter
0: Jackson, and I uh, I'm I've, I've known and I'm good friends with Dexter. We've known each other for almost um, 20 years, yeah. more than 20, 20, 22 years now, and um, we've had some great battles on stage. He's a hall of famer, one of the best and greatest of all time. A good good friend of mine. We um, we chat. Back and forth, once in a while, through uh, Instagram mm-hmm. and instant messaging and all that stuff. Seeing him retired and still leg pressing ten to twelve plates, still wrapping the knees, yeah. still grinding. Man, just that 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 dude is just an inspiration. I I, I don't you know with me, uh, I'm starting to get some ink. You know, yeah. I, I'm at that point where I, I feel like I want to do something different. So I'm starting to get my and the two things that I want to get are are um, love and pain, man, and I'm telling you, Dexter Jackson, he's just an inspirational fucking guy, man, watching him at his age, doing what he's doing, and the the pure passion and love that he has, he's just ins- inspiring, man, and I, fuck it, I'll say it, I love the guy, man, I love Dexter Jackson, he's he's one of the greatest, and um, he's my rock star of the week, man, keep doing what you're doing, Dexter. Oh, lifting at what you're doing right now and living the life and being a grandpa. He's a fucking grandpa now, man. (laughs) I can't believe that. Dexter Jackson, a grandpa. But that's my rock star of the week. Okay. So since we had, this is episode one and we don't have the questions from the fans yet, which we're going to get, I'm going to get bombarded with them. I can tell you that right now because I used to get hammered with them through King's World. So I came up with three questions that I get a lot myself. All right, So I know these are going to be new to you, so we'll throw them at you, a little surprise. Question number one. Should an athlete, a bodybuilder, go lighter with the weights? Should he, pull, he or she pull back on the weight when they're prepping for a show? Because you know the old myth. More reps mean more cuts. Yep. Okay. Do you agree with that? How, do you, how would you answer that question? That's
1: fucking stupid. More reps mean more cuts. More. You know what more reps means? More reps. That's it. <laughs> If you want to retain as much muscle mass as you possible. You can see why he learned from the best. <laughs> you need to train as heavy as you can for as long as you can. Correct. Your body w- wants to adapt to whatever you throw at it. So if you throw lighter weights at it, it's going to adapt to lighter weights. Push it as hard as you can for as long as you can without getting injured. Obviously, the, the deeper you get into prep, as your calories get lower and your energy starts to dip, then, but also you're probably pulling out some of the bigger movements anyway. At that Correct. point. Correct. Hundred so, percent agree with what you just said. So you, you don't don't got even have to, to worry lift
0: heavy all the way all up the to three days before the show. When you get closer to like three weeks out, two weeks out, yes, you don't want to squat or front squat four hundred pounds, three hundred. Building pounds. anything at that right. point,
1: so you don't need to. You do don't
0: it. need to deadlift, quarter deadlift, uh, five, six, seven, eight hundred pounds. No, that doesn't do any. You're just gonna risk all the hard work and all the weeks. But yeah, it's the diet. The diet is what makes the difference. The the suffering in the Mm -hmm. diet. The training remains the same. The training is
1: probably the funnest part.
0: Exactly. So there is no... Take that myth and you can shove it in the fucking toilet and flush it. You don't do more reps. You train just as hard with just as intensity with just as amount of weight. The heavyweight stays. Agreed. We both agree on that one. Question number two. What's the science behind cheat meals? You see, I, I'm, I'm on, I have a refeed today. Um, I have a refeed. Refeed? You mean a fucking cheat meal?
1: Yeah. What is the science? What is your, what are your thoughts on cheat meals? Call them what you want, refeeds, cheat meals. I mean, essentially just comes down to calories. If anything, it gives you a recharge, a refill in your glycogen. If your carbs are really low, which is great, it's probably better to do it on a day off so you can actually use those extra calories to recover and refill your glycogen stores. Um, you're not going crazy with your fats cause you don't need to. Uh, and sometimes it, when you're in the middle of suffering and suffering is going to happen to people at different times during some of the people who've just started suffering starts at week 12 instead of week two, you know True. what I mean? True. So, uh, if it helps them kind of get through the next couple of weeks of suffering, mm-hmm. As long okay. as they're not, as long as it's not being detrimental to their overall progress. All
0: right, so I'm gonna throw you a curveball. What's the
1: difference between cheap meals from a natural athlete and an enhanced athlete? Is it the same thing? Is there a difference? The intention is the same. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, the only difference is going to be the amount of calories that you're taking in. Just because you're if, taking GH, and you're if taking you're enhanced, ones, you're, you know. your your okay. metabolism's, you know.
0: I I agree with everything he said. Um, I'm gonna add a one more factor into there. genetics. I have clients like Scott Burnett. Love you, Scott. You know, Mr. Oklahoma. Mr. Oklahoma. He's he's the mayor of Oklahoma. Scott Scott has to eat, and you know me. You know I'm not going to exaggerate it. I'm going to tell you exactly. I've been his coach, even though he himself is an amazing coach and a great contest prep guy in Oklahoma. He always comes to me because we have this symbiotic relationship, and I know his body better than anything else in the world. He eats pizza and McDonald's and Wendy's all the way up to the day of the show. Every single day. It is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Genetics. Then there are some people who have one cheat meal, especially when it comes to the females. And the next day they look like fucking dog balls. Okay, they look like a fucking water buffalo, right? So it depends on the genetics and it depends. You have to know. This is where the coach comes into play. You got to know your client, you have to work with them. And I always tell people the first time they come, they sign up with me, I don't know your body. I'll start you out with a base program. Mm -hmm. With that base program, we're going to add things in, pull things out, add things in, pull things out until we find the right formula. Once we find that right formula, then we go. Cheat meals are necessary. Now there are some gurus out there, there are some coaches out there that say cheat meals are for wimps. Cheat shut the fuck up. No, that's not, that's not how it works. Okay. Everyone, even though they they say, even if they say they don't, they're cheating and not telling you, okay? There is a reason. There's a science behind it. And I learned all of this stuff from experience, not from books, not from listening to other people, from experience of working with all types of people with all types of genetics and, and metabolic rates. Yes. When it comes to natural, it's a, it, it, I'm going to say it. it's harder. It's much harder. When someone's taking 10 IUs of growth and he's going to burn all that fat off in his sleep, yeah, it all, makes all the difference in the world. But... I will agree with you on that one. It is necessary, but it comes down to genetics and your metabolic rate. All right. This one right here is more for me because mm-hmm. he is the, nat- he's the good guy. <laughs> he's a natural athlete. So um, I get this all the time. SARMs, mm-hmm. research liquids, peptides. What are the best ones? Is this work? Does that work? I have been experimenting for almost two years now. I have a good friend of mine who owns a peptide company. I'm not going to mention what it is because he doesn't want me to do that. So I'm going to respect his wishes, but he's the best. In my personal opinion, there's one stack that I've used and I've uh, recommended to my clients that works wonders. I mean, even with, even especially for people who come to me and they're saying, I don't want to stick any needles in me. I don't want to take anything that's um, RX, anything that's a prescription. You know, and right now the peptides are legal and the SARM is mm-hmm. illegal. For me, the stack would be Rad 140, Astron MK, LGD, and YK11. These four together, and I've seen... Not as good, because I know Milos is going to jump down my throat. (laughs) I know he's going to jump down my throat. Why would you want to do that when you can do the real thing? Okay, I understand that. But there's a lot of people out there, Milos, that don't want to do the real thing, okay? And here's another thing. I have experimented a lot, and I've recommended and seen with my own eyes with a lot of my female clients. Mm -hmm. You you might think or you might have heard, I'm sure you have, that – they all use Anavar. All the girls use Anavar. Anavar, Anavar. That's the what the drug. You know, Dave, you'd be surprised at how many girls I know who've taken Anavar, and then taken Ostrin MK afterwards. They don't like Anavar. They'll come back and tell me those pills didn't do. I didn't like it. It didn't make me feel good. It's my ankles were swollen. I want that that liquid stuff, Ostrin. Ostrin. So. Milos, don't get mad at me. I love you. I know you think SARMs are garbage, but I've seen them, and I'm going by light, my, what I've seen with my own eyes. It, they work, and especially wonders on females. It's just crazy, crazy stuff. I know that's not your department, but um, we're going to talk a lot more next time about what you recommend to your clients as far as what supplements over-the-counter mm-hmm. work and all that stuff, and we're going to break it down... Uh, Everything, the whole spectrum of vitamins, minerals, uh, amino acids, mm-hmm. fat burners, pre-workouts, all that stuff. That's coming up in one of our future episodes. Um, anything else you want to add?
1: No. If anyone's got questions, yes. the email will probably pop it up on the screen, but it will also be down below in the description. So if you guys want to start getting some answers, start throwing us the questions. And uh, suggestions for
0: certain things for certain shows, so topics. Topics, guests, maybe, maybe we can. We're gonna have some guests. Magic, oh, which, Magic
1: can get some people on.
0: Which, which we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of guests. Guests, we're gonna have a lot of special guests, a lot of surprise guests. You know, there's a lot of characters out there that you guys have never heard of that I've known for thirty years <laughs> that know more about this sport and life and all this shit than you can possibly imagine, and they're they're real characters. One of them, actually, I've already spoken to, said he'll do it, but he's going to wear a mask and we have to disguise his voice. (laughs) And the reason why is because he is a celebrity. I'm not going to say who because, again, I'm respecting his wishes. And no, it's not Batista. Because if you saw Batista wearing a mask, you're going to know it's Batista. But uh, he's a celebrity. He's he's very famous. Uh, Almost everyone in the world knows who he is. But he just doesn't want to do it. But he loves bodybuilding, and I've been friends with him for for a while now. And uh, I'm going to have him come on, and uh, we're going to have a lot of good times. Yes. And video clips, okay? Uh, Like I said before, you know, I'll, I'll shoot some stuff with me, myself, training with my training partner, and, you know, I like to make him throw up and suffer and all that stuff. But Dave has a lot of clients, He's got a lot of clients, you know, if they're okay with it and mm-hmm. what have you. We can show some, demonstrate some movements and this and that. But it all has to do with the communication with you guys. So come back at us. Yep. If you want to hear something, if you want to see, you know, show us a back workout, uh, what's the best thing? How do you do a, a hack squat correctly? You know, all these little things just going to make it better for you guys and make you guys more uh, advanced when it comes to your training and your diet and all that stuff. All right, man. So a- ask your questions. Dave, episode one in next time uh, same time same channel next week yep and we're gonna get some more fun we're gonna and I'll start adding some stories too you know a lot of the shit that I've gone through in the sport get your s'mores out around the campfire my goodness the just I told (laughs) I've said it once i said it a thousand times just my Vegas stories alone could be made into a fucking movie so we got it episode one down the drain love you guys the Iron OGs peace